What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 230 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Serena Bond. Hey! This week, we're geeking out about Rocksteady's next game, Remembering Robin Williams, and some big studio changes happening in the TV world. But first, special shout-out to our patrons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace, specifically Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Aylo, Trey Brayman, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Bardowin, Communication Flail, and Catherine Bingo. We appreciate you all so much. Thank you for giving. Uh, and hey, if you are listening and you're like, oh, I can't give monthly, uh, and you want to just give one time, this is like the perfect time to do it. Uh, because we have a GoFundMe going on right now, and we're going to be doing a pledge drive in like three weeks, August 28th at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Uh, and all of the donations uh, that are going to that, all of your giving is going to uh, a website rebuild that is currently in the works. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on while we're trying to figure everything out. Um, some really, really cool things happening. I'm really, really excited. Uh, but yeah, that website we're hoping will be up a little after after the pledge drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. a few weeks. So it's currently in the works, but we need your help and we would appreciate it. Uh, yes. Also, if you can't give it all, Thanks for listening. We still love you. (laughs) Come to the stream. Yeah. Get into the stream and just, you know, sit in the chat and talk to us. Uh, Keep us busy. We'll be streaming very late at night. Um, (laughs) So if you're not doing anything at 2 o'clock in the morning, come keep me awake. (laughs) Yes, me too. That would be super helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of late night hours. Uh, We really appreciate it. All right. Well, let's just get right into everything. LJ, you've still been playing fall guys yeah so that's one of those games where it's like i put 10 hours into the beta and so whenever it came out this week i I had put a couple hours into it and i'm like you know what i think i've seen everything uh so they do have like progression now they have like a little item store where you can spend real money on the currency if you want they have like more cosmetics and stuff and that's how you can get the cosmetics but Mm -hmm. it's it's good fun i'm enjoying it um chances are that You've heard about it now, aside from me talking about it, because it's blown up on Twitch, it's, it's free on PS Plus, and so it's one of those things where I'm happy that, I'm so happy for these developers, because literally on launch day, they had to work on the servers, because they did not expect that many people to be playing the game. And uh, they had to even spend a couple hours on Friday to get ready for the weekend. And so it's just been like overwhelming success for them and so it's really cool to see indie developers like this get a win you know like and to be set i mean it helps that they have devolver digital as a publisher um who uh, if they're a really big indie publisher um Mm -hmm. so yeah fall guys is good i recommend you check it out on ps plus uh that is going to be our pledge drive opener uh for uh the event uh we've all agreed on it and so (laughs) yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun cool yeah and then what else have you been playing? The other thing I played is the Avengers beta. Ooh. It was in, it was a closed beta for pre-orders uh, this week, and so I found out I had an Amazon pre-order way back, and I got a beta code for it, and it was like Friday night after I had got done with the stream, and I'm like, oh, I have a code for this, and so <laughs> I spent like three hours in like the first two missions, 
just because I'm like, uh-oh, they have a photo mode. And so <laughs> so I took a bunch of photos and then uh I played the ba- I played more missions the next morning because um it's going to be open beta this week for uh for PS4 players and it's going to come to Xbox and Steam for pre-orders. So if you have a okay. PS4, it's totally free to play this this weekend, the open beta. And so I'm holding out for the Xbox open beta to play more because that's where my brother's at as his primary console now. Mm-hmm. So Who'd you play as? Uh, I played it as everybody uh, that, that was okay, available. So the only two characters they don't have available after A-Day, the A-Day is the opening mission, is Captain America and Thor. Um, so uh, th- through the rest of the missions and through a lot of the multiplayer missions, you get Hulk, uh, Kamala, you get Black Widow, and Iron Man. And they all play very unique. It feels like if you've ever played Destiny or Anthem, it feels very much like that. It's a straight up brawler. You have the L. You have you have a couple of the I think like L one and R one are, you know, like abilities. And then you have like an ultimate ability. Like uh, Iron Man's ultimate ability is his Hulkbuster suit, so he can summon that. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, Kamala, she get she grows like she embiggens like twice the size. She's like three times the size of Hulk. Uh, for her ultimate black widow has like a cloaking thing um and hulk just i forget what he has but he's got like a rage thing going on to where if you hold down the rage button when you take damage or when you do damage you can heal uh he's got he's got the thunderclap which is cool uh his ultimate should be the car gloves that would be (laughs) yeah he so that his ranged ability is really cool because He'll pull stuff because like everybody can do some kind of range attack. So he'll pull up chunks of the ground and just ki- and grab that, and you can chuck <laughs> like chunks of the environment at people. That's cool. Uh, That's it's all really I would neat. Do. <laughs> I just imagine Iron Man blasting something and Hulk being like, "I can do that." Right. Yeah, yeah. Picking up dirt, throwing it as hard as possible. <laughs> yeah, um, they're all really fun to play as in, in their own unique ways. Puny Tin um, Man. Black Widow has like a grappling hook where she can kind of close in the distance on people. Uh, so there are the, a couple of the characters. They have like parry moves, which like it's like to counterattack and leave enemies open. They all have execution moves, which is like the two button thing, like that a lot of like a lot of games have done, like the Batman style thing. Uh, so if an enemy's stunned, you can finish him. Uh, Captain America is really cool. He's got well, he does a lot of cool stuff with his shield. I think when I eventually play the game like i think he and black widow are gonna be two of my favorites i think uh he's just so raw with his like combat and like just i i I like playing as him the most but you only get to play as him on a day Mm. um so yeah so i'm holding out the for the final open beta for xbox because that's where my brother's playing and uh, i've played most of it uh, what's neat is that you don't need to play with people. So whenever you uh, form a party and you fill you fill the the open slots, it'll choose your loadouts from your other characters. So you can keep all your characters leveled like you would a Destiny character or something, and you can have them uh, join you on on the missions. And I think what's really cool about that is. Uh, so I, I started out on a couple of the training missions. So while I'm messing fools up as like Black Widow, I could see Hulk in the background just like destroying somebody because he's got this cool move where it's like the Loki thing where he'll grab somebody and like throw him like he did in the first one mm-hmm. to Loki. <laughs> uh, but it's just neat like seeing like looking around as I'm messing some henchmen up and looking around and seeing all those other Avengers 
doing the same. Like, I, I, it's just really cool. It's, it was very immersive for me. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's a fun brawler. I know people are, like, hating on this game already. Um, I would say if, if you're a Marvel fan, you're, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to get a lot out of it. If you're not, then don't really bother because it's, like, I'm kind of discovering that. It's, like, people who don't really care for, like, the Marvel stuff, I don't really think need to play or consume Marvel content because it's, like, if it's not up your alley in other forms of media, it's not going to be when you play a game. So it's, like... Sure. It's fine. But, yeah, it, it's a good game. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Serena, what have you been playing? Um, well, so I haven't really been playing a whole lot much other than Animal Crossing, but <laughs> I've got something I'm looking forward to. Um, so, for Peyton's birthday this year, which was back in July, <laughs> I ordered this. I pre-ordered this game for him that was supposed to come, and I think some of the guys in our tabletop department have already gotten it, and I'm super jealous. But ours is coming this week. It's going to get delivered this week, finally, and it's the Call to Adventure Stormlight Archives version. So That's it's like cool. a Yeah, it's a, a co-op, a sort of um, deck it's building like a deck, game. Yeah, deck building. Yeah, it's deck building, but there's also like runes and glyphs and stuff and little on little stones that you use and so you try to like build your knight's radiant team to fight whatever enemy i'm really excited about it and i'm i'm geeking out ahead of it knowing it's coming this week so yeah i'm pretty excited yeah but i'm still doing animal crossing i still play stardew valley on my phone i don't yeah i haven't played a whole lot other yet (laughs) you can check out our review of that of that call to adventure game on our website uh Mm -hmm. we have a review that published like a few weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. I read it. It made me want the game even more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've got for games. Cool. And I'm still in Skyrim. I'm trying to try to beat the main missions. I'm working really hard on it. <laughs> which so... ones? I'll say, which ones? There's like three main storylines. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I'm doing like a dragonborn thing. Yes. <laughs> do, do the dragon one first before you do the Civil War one. Okay. It's cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's been that's been my. I just talked to the like, I just talked to a dragon. I guess I'm still in a ten year old game. It doesn't matter. You talk. You talked to Parthenax. Yeah. Yeah, he's the best. Okay. So if you need something else to play, the Avengers beta will be open and free. Yeah. <laughs> I also just downloaded Warzone because uh, a couple people at work were like, "You need to play." It's Warzone. so good. I was like, oh, I can't afford it, and they were like, "It's free." So that's and one of those like, games I okay. always play. I just never talk about it on the podcast because I always play it. Yeah, I got like I five or six. See, I didn't wins. know it was free. Yeah, I figured it was included with the game, that last game that came out. I didn't know, so I'll check it out. Um, and then something that I this actually happened a while ago, but I forgot to mention it because I play um, Arena Valor constantly, and apparently. It's a divisive game in the United States, mm-hmm. um, being a Tencent game. Yep. Uh, but I actually had, so Astrid is the character that I play as, and I have done a thousand matches Jeez. as Astrid. So I've played at least a thousand games. They're about 30 minute games. Nice. Wow. So divide yeah. that into like, so 30 minute games. Like, so how much, how many hours is that? <laughs> I don't know. It would be 500 hours, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, roughly. Wow. Um, and that's only as her. So there's been times where I haven't been able to play <laughs> as that character because other characters, like people have taken him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also played the game a few times before uh, 
I had decided with Astrid being my my go-to. And so it's crazy. I've been playing that game for a really long time. Um, and I got to win my thousandth game. I let everyone know nice. in the chat that I was like, so there's a little chat going on uh, w- during the game. And I was like, this is my thousandth game. We need to win this. And everyone was like, got it. And we destroyed <laughs> on that game. Nice. Which is really great because game 1001 was real bad. <laughs> That's how it always is. You can't always end the night with a good match. You just have to yeah. get the uh, Luckily, it was two different nights. I usually play... I try to only play one game a night. Because mm. um, I can play in bed for hours if I, if I don't. It is my ritual. I do not recommend it. It's a terrible ritual to play video games right before bed. Uh, <laughs> but I literally lay down. Um, That's what I do, man. Game, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. that, that beats my 65 hours in Overwatch for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I like I said, I've been playing it for years. Uh, it's probably three or four years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Wow, at least a couple. Yeah, <laughs> love it. It's it's great. Um, so yeah, that's all I have been gaming. We can go into the news. I had to think about where we were for a second. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for gaming news, uh, the first piece is. Fresh off the weekend, and um, so Yoshinori Ono, the like creative behind Street Fighter, he's been producing a lot of the Capcom fighting games for years, but he is quitting Capcom. Wow. And like, this dude is responsible for a lot of people like myself getting into fighting games. Like, Street so, Fighter 2 revolutionized. Like, will there not games. be any more Street Fighter 2 remakes? I don't know. I think I don't know actually. Shots I don't know. Fired. I don't know Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. So so the reason why, real quick, the reason why there are so many of them is because that's how they did it in arcades for a long time. Is because. Mm. You know, it's not like they could patch a game back then. They added characters. There's so many changes. But yeah, that's why there's like a bunch of versions of Street Fighter 2. And then there's like HD versions. Uh, yeah. So Street Fighter 2 was the original Skyrim when it when it comes to yeah. ports and versions. <laughs> so and many of them. Yeah. Um, so really, like, I, I have to wonder, like, what Street Fighter is going to look like after this. Um, Street Fighter 5 was already plagued with a lot of weird iffy like money-making choices mm. that uh, a lot of people were not happy with it was very geared towards the online fighting game community uh which didn't really work out for casuals in a lot of ways but yeah i'm a huge like i'm a huge fighting game f- fan because of street fighter 2 and so this is just like it's crazy yeah um did he say like? Did they said why he's leaving is it amicable just retiring uh, or he's happen? i think he's retiring okay uh, I mean, it makes I'll have sense. to double check on that. Point. Let me see if I can double check on that real quick. Um, I don't think they said necessarily. Let me see. Uh, this is an article from Polygon that I'm looking over. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think he's just leaving. Uh, let's see. And now after serving almost 30 years at Capcom, I'm leaving the company this summer. This means I will resign my position as brand manager for Capcom's various titles, including Street Fighter. Okay. So it sounds like he's just retiring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 30 years. I I mean, 
I turned 30. Street Fighter came out when I was well, this year. I mean, mm-hmm. when I when I was born, basically. Like me too. Yeah. So <laughs> before I even knew what Street Fighter was, mm-hmm. it was already <laughs> set. Um, yeah. So that's just something a little personal for me. Uh, that yeah. I'm like, oh. Um, so the next piece of news is uh, stuff came out on Twitter. Uh, pictures of the box for the new Xbox controller. Which confirms that there is a Series S, which was the rumored uh, Lockhart, Project Lockhart, I believe it's called. And Xbox has never said anything about Lockhart recently. And this controller is just... I think we looked at it earlier. It's nothing, it's nothing too fancy. I think we talked about this. And so, basically, uh, yeah, this confirms the existence of this other console. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty exciting. They've been talking like rumors about it for a long time, and it makes sense mm-hmm. to have both. Yeah, so I mean, I guess there's not much to say there. We've been reporting on it for a while, yeah. <laughs> and then the third piece of news we're just gonna totally geek out on. Uh, yeah. Rocksteady <laughs> announced their next game officially, and it is a Suicide Squad game. Woohoo! I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, unrealistically excited. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I. Go ahead. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. I'm trying to figure out how, how it would play. Like, would it be like the Avengers game, or I don't know, play more like a single player. You know, choose your character. So the mission type game. It sounds icky, but if they wanted to make this like a co-op, like centered thing, or some kind of like match-based thing, what I think would be fun is. You know, the Suicide Squad is mostly known for... I mean, I'm sure in the comics they go after other heroes and stuff. So I think... So this poster has Superman on on it, and it has the logo, like, as a crosshair on his head. So my thinking is it would be really fun if it was about going after some of the big DC superheroes like that. Yeah. So it's almost like... Almost kind of like a Deadpool killing the Marvel Universe thing, being like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we're... You know, we want to prove our worth as a Suicide Squad. We want to kill, you know, we want to kill the, the biggest superheroes. So I think that would be really fun. They could go a lot of crazy places with it. Mm-hmm. You just have like, the Injustice happen again and, like, everyone be a bad guy, though. Like, the Injustice League, like, Suicide Squad goes after all the Justice League. That would yeah. be really cool, yeah. Yeah, we're big fans of, like, all the... We have every Arkham game that Rocksteady's done, and they're... Just having that big open world, like you have missions you do and cutscenes, but like you can go anywhere and do whatever you want. I would love to do that as Harley Quinn with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, I or mean, hammer. <laughs> there are some parts of those games, the DLC, where you do play as Harley Quinn, so they know how mm-hmm. to handle the character. Yeah. Um, I think that's just what they. I think that's what they need to do. Those. I don't think it's going to be an open world game. It, I, I have no idea, but that's just sure. my idea. Is that Let's say you get four members of the Suicide Squad, get a team together, and be like, hey, let's try to take down, like, the the biggest superheroes. Almost in, like, mm-hmm. a, almost in, like, all the levels are boss fights kind of a sense. Yeah. Being, like, you have to figure out how to take them down. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going for soups. What's he weak against? Oh, Kryptonite. Maybe there's, like, something, you know, maybe there's, like, a Kryptonite weapon or something laying around or, you know, like... You know, so I I don't know, like maybe there's just it, maybe it's it's puzzle oriented in a way where, you know, you have to figure that out. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. 
Or they could and, do something like, um, uh, I, I can't think of a game off the top of my head that does this, but where like, uh, well, I guess the Mortal Kombat, they, they did mm-hmm. this, like where you have a storyline and then you switch characters every so often. Like you play as Harley Quinn for a while and then you could play, I, mean, I don't know who they'll have in it, but like play as Deadshot, you know, like that would be kind of cool where you go through a storyline and get to try out each each member. Yeah, that, that's where I think it gets iffy too, is because Harley Quinn and Deadshot are easily the more the more marketable members. Right. Uh, I mean, Suicide Squad is an ever changing team too, right? It is. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, but we're gonna get more information about it on the twenty second, I believe, mm-hmm. at that DC fandom event. So yeah, we'll we'll yeah. find out more. Yeah, we're cool. going we're going up to Jackson to watch that with our friends i'm it's like it's free i mean it's i'm really surprised the fandom thing is free but it's all day so mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm about excited that. we'll get some snyder cut <laughs> yes stuff yeah That's all i care about <laughs> I, I think this is a great time for dc too because marvel's being very quiet they couldn't release mm-hmm. black yeah. widow uh they're just they're at a I, I guess covid even helped with that more because they just got done with Endgame, so it's like they're kind of on a lull period. So I think it's yeah. DC's time to be able to like try to come in with some with some good stuff. So that's it for gaming. Okay. Sweet. Well, look at the movies. I've been slacking lately. I need to watch the movies. The theater's been closed, so I just I don't watch movies at home. Yeah. <laughs> but Serena, what have you been watching? Yeah, so I've been going through the. We have the HBO. Uh, Max now, and so I've been mm-hmm. going through the Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, sorry, uh, library that they have. Yeah. So we've watched uh, a lot of ones that I've never seen, like Howl's Moving Castle. Excellent. I watched Super that good. and I loved it. Cried at the end like a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched Kiki's Delivery Service, and I thought that was really cute. It's a little coming of age tale for a young girl witch. I thought it was so cute. The cat is the best. If I ever get a black cat. I'm going to name it Gigi. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, I watched Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, and mm-hmm. that's from like 1984. I'd have to say that one impacted me the most. It's very it's very cool. Like, it's a very futuristic, like bug-centered movie, but it's very much about the environment, about how, you know, humans are not taking care of the planet, you know, and, and Miyazaki's always had that theme you know, mm-hmm. in his in his movies, and the the planes are really cool. Um, and I watched Totoro. Yeah, I wasn't a super big fan of it. Um, <laughs> no, 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 but not it's Totoro. Yeah, and all he does <laughs> is get up and growl really loud, and he calls Catbus, who saves the day. So Catbus, <laughs> it should be called My Neighbor Catbus because my hero, the Catbus. Yeah, like he's. <laughs> So no, it was it was drawn very well. I saw the themes in it and I, I appreciated them, but I just I don't get the obsession over Totoro. I see him everywhere. He's all He's over. He's adorable. Hot He's like Snorlax. Exactly. He's just a big, fat, fluffy forest raccoon. He's more like Thanks a mascot, cat. I think, for Studio Ghibli. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I see them somewhere, it's usually got a silhouette of him or his like the pattern on his stomach, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so I guess I see the appeal, but I, I just wasn't a super big fan of it i guess <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it so i can't really speak to it uh, i all those movies seem like the same movie to me yeah. it's been a while <laughs> so i need to rewatch some stuff 
Yeah. Um, I would highly yeah. recommend Nausicaa. Like it, the score in that movie is beautiful. I don't think I've seen that one either. I need to watch that one. It's it's really really cool. The voice. See, I I listen to the English dubs, the remakes from mm-hmm. like two thousand five or whatever. Oh yeah, I do um, too. Yeah, but I just hearing Patrick Stewart's voice, it just kind of like it's almost like I felt like my grandpa was in in the in the movie you know like and and he's not in it like the whole time he's in it a good bit but i mean just it's really good and the message behind it is is very powerful especially for our climate stuff right now but it's it's worth watching it's beautiful cool yeah mm-hmm. what about you lj i watched an american pickle speaking of like hbo stuff yeah, <laughs> and it was a good movie. This is the movie we talked about like probably maybe a month or so ago uh, with Seth Rogen, when mm-hmm. he plays. So he actually plays two people. He plays okay. Eastern European uh, character from like 1912, and then he plays like a modern uh, a modern character as well. So the basic plot: this is all first three minutes, and probably in the trailer. I never saw the trailer, uh, but what happens is. He's an immigrant that moves to America, and so he's working. And so as he's working, he falls into a vat of pickles because uh, he works for a pickle <laughs> factory. And so basically as he's doing this, the factory gets condemned, and so he's trapped in a vat of pickles for 100 years. They say it was the pickle brine that, uh, consumed, that uh, preserved him. That's awesome. And, that sounds really funny. Yeah, so, I mean, it is. It gets a little, like, kind of, like, serious at some points. Um, but the message is very much about, like, honoring your, you know, family and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because, um, you know, that's what he looked forward to. He wanted this son that would, you know, that was going to be wealthy and, you know, and all this stuff and, and bring honor to the family, basically. Yeah. And so um, the idea is that, you know, his so they track down his relative, his, like, you know, his closest relative, which is like, like a great great grandson, whatever. And so, uh, part of it is him adapting to the world, but ultimately, uh, I I don't really know where to go from there without spoiling it. But there's a reason. Is it got that Seth Rogen humor, or is it not really? Uh, I mean, more mature. It's it's more mature. Uh, Seth Rogen, okay. I feel like, does a good job in not playing Seth Rogen, basically. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know that I like the European accent. Um, he does it well sometimes, and then sometimes it's just kind of like you don't really understand him, which I think is also the point, I guess. Like, he doesn't speak good English, mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, so um, it becomes this story about, like, uh, I, f- I forget the name. I f- oh, Herschel is is the name of the, uh, the ancestor. And there's this whole plot about... Uh, related to that like oh you know he's you're not honoring the family you, you know you're actually not so um yeah I, i'd say go watch it i don't really want to spoil anything from there um it sounds interesting yeah yeah and so there's a reason they call it an american pickle uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's crazy maybe i'll maybe if you guys ever want to talk about it i'll talk about it off air but it's an hbo max original i just don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to watch it Cool. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, um, it's it's very heartfelt. It, it gets a little crazy at some points. Like uh, the modern uh, Seth Rogen character, he can be kind of a jerk uh, sometimes, and it just kind of totally like kind of puts a damper on things. But 
it, it all works out. It's one of those things where, like, at first I'm like, I don't know if I like this. But by the end of it, I was like, you know what? That was good. So, <laughs> that's all I got to say about it. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, we get into the news. Yeah. Go ahead, Serena. So, the first thing, and I feel like a personal connection to this is I feel like a lot of people will. Um, mm-hmm. A Robin Williams documentary is in the works called Robin's Wish. And so it being a documentary, this is going to have a lot of clips above like his life and interviews with his family and people that were close to him, you know, especially like in the weeks and months leading up to when he took his own life. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually right around the six year mark because it was August 11th, 2014 when he took his life. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's I don't know. I feel like it's weird. Feel It's been six years, but. I can still remember, you know, what I was doing that day. You know, not that I knew him personally, but just I grew up watching his movies. And he yeah. was always, it was almost like he was part of our family. And I, I think you expressed that too, LJ. Yeah, easily uh, one of our probably, like Robin Williams was probably just a little bit bigger than Jim Carrey as far as like mm-hmm. actors we would watch and for us. Like Robin Williams was somebody that, yeah, we just loved his work. Everything he did, we had like most of the movies. There was a uh, a comedy special that was very mature. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> <Yeah>. say um, <laughs> that we watched probably a couple dozen times. Like we like pretty sure we even like recorded it on a VHS tape at the time. Like because we didn't have like a DVD and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, it was emotional for me enough to where I didn't like, I was watching, I was going to watch the trailer and I'm like, I can't do this. Um, no. Also because of my own personal stuff with, you know, my parents committing suicide, mm-hmm. uh, like right whenever I got saved and sober and stuff like that. And I'm just like, no, nah, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to watch this trailer. I'm, I'll, I'll wait for the thing to come out. Uh, did they have a release date for it? Um, I didn't find one. I tried looking and looking. I didn't find a release date, so I don't know if mm. it's still like in the early production. I mean, it's it's in it enough that they have a trailer, mm. but mm-hmm. like I tried to find, yeah, I tried to find a release date. Um, I'll keep looking, you know. But uh, yeah, so you know, a lot of people. It seemed to me in the article that people weren't sure if he took his own life because he was depressed or if it was something else, but. I've I've always been in the understanding that he took his life because he he realized he had Louis body dementia, mm. and that seems to be what this indicates too is that it's it's pretty well understood, especially after speaking with his wife. It sounds like or his widow, I should say, um, that it's because he found out he had Louis body dementia, which is it's it's not just dementia. Like you don't just lose your memory; your your nerves. Mm-hmm. stop working like your body stiffens up and i mean it's it's awful i mean it, mm-hmm. it's to where you're you're bedridden you can't move and your organs start shutting down i mean i hate to be dark yeah. but mm-hmm. it almost makes you in a very twisted way understand what he was where his mind was yeah I mean, he would rather go out on his own terms instead of that you know yeah it's kind of one of those things where it's like i look at my parents situation and i mean obviously it was a very different situation but you know they also had clear mental health issues and but at sure. the same time i'm like you know that's i guess that's the only way they saw you know a way out like you know it's just like 
you you kind of understand like why I guess like yeah and so and, yeah. it's trippy in that in that way yeah and there's no cure for Louis body dementia I mean there's medicines that try and make that ease the suffering but there's no mm-hmm. cure so it's just you have between six to twelve years after your diagnosis you know and it's it's mm-hmm. it's sad and to, to see someone who brought so much life and light and you know laughter into people's lives. Mm-hmm. have to suffer that and then you know seeing yeah. that as the only way out like i feel like this documentary is going to be a very big deal like the mr rogers documentary was mm-hmm. a big deal but you know like he you know died in his old age and he you know it's a little different but still very impactful so i'm actually i'm, I'm very looking forward to seeing it i really am I, yeah. it's gonna be hard to watch but it's yep. gonna be worth it i think yeah. i think uh it was hard to watch the aladdin and think of yeah robin williams is not the genie i was just like yeah, oh, yeah. that's true like will smith did a good job but it's like you're just you're not robin why are you here mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i get uh, it i think one of my favorite things uh, he he did was probably was easily i think for me especially because that was another thing we connected with was mrs doubtfire mm-hmm. um because like even I before that movie. <laughs> even before like my parents got divorced like that was like one of our favorite movies mm-hmm. um but then later on like you know i was able to connect with it more but then one of my favorite things that I, I was watching AMC uh, and the channel, sometimes they'll have like the like notes. Uh, I forget what they call it, but it'll have like all these little side notes while the movie's playing. And they're talking about how like at the end of the movie, uh, they, they, they were originally going to like have it be a happy ending, have the parents get back together or whatever, you know, like, but then I guess they decided not to because they didn't want to provide, uh, they didn't want to like give false hope to to kids that like everything was going to be okay like you know or that they you know everything was going to be fine you know like they yeah. wanted to like show the reality of it and i was like you know what that's cool like like yeah. robin williams that was just to me that was a huge way that robin williams was able to make an impact on like people's lives especially kids and stuff yeah and yeah. that and like aladdin and stuff there's just so many so much iconic roles he had yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was really good mm-hmm. all right so the next thing I have is a little lighthearted, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hard to transition from all that. Yeah. Um, Where do you go from there? Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing set in stone. It's just another one of those people starting rumors. But apparently WWE superstar Ray Ripley, I think it's Ray, uh, she has been talking a lot about trying to play Android 18 in a Dragon Ball Z live action movie. And if you look her up, especially now that she's got blonde hair with it on the shaved on the side, the girl looks just like her. Yeah, she's got the look down. She's even like got the eyes. I mean, she looks very intense. And apparently, Mm -hmm. she's a huge Dragon Ball fan. She's dressed up. I think it said as Vegeta, like in her walking out. Yep. Thing I I don't watch WWE anymore. I just but she seemed really like genuinely into Dragon Ball Z, and it's been several interviews that's been brought up. You know, they always ask, you know, what if you could play anybody in a movie, who would it be? And she was like Android eighteen, like every time. <laughs> she could she could definitely so, have that menacing look down, especially mm-hmm. like I can I, like if they were able to do a good Dragon Ball Z movie, I could just right. picture that scene like that Vegeta fight scene where she breaks his arm or whatever. You know, I'm just like, ooh, like mm-hmm. that would be trippy in a live action. Mm-hmm. What's cool too is like, I don't I don't know anything about her acting skills. Right, right. But even if she's not a great actor, she's playing an android. So like, mm-hmm. if she can look the part and then kind of fulfill that dream, she could still do a really good job with it without having to like be overly yeah. Um, 
good at acting. Because 18 doesn't have a lot of emotion either. She's very, like... I mean, right. she she does, like, later on, like, you kind of find out, like, she is a caring being, but, like, mm-hmm. I th- I mean, she's... At first, she's just a machine. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, she's very, kind of, like, emotionless, um, which I think, like... And I just say that in general, like, Ronda Rousey has, true. like, gotten better at acting going forward, yeah. but wasn't great at the start. Yeah. And uh, I think Batista, too. Batista has grown a lot as an actor. Yes. Um, from his first Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, Gina Carano's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she an MMA girl before she went into acting, or was she in wrestling? I'm trying to think of who it is. The she played with in Deadpool, the first one, and then she's in Mandalorian. Oh yeah, oh, she's in really good. She did yeah. fighting before she did. I mean, she's a she's great as as for what I've seen her in. I mean, she just plays a tough mm-hmm. tough chick, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I love I love seeing her and stuff. She was fantastic in Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah, I, I look so at possible. John Cena too is another one. Yeah, had a kind of wrestlers. Kind of own, part of their job is acting. I'm not gonna be right, one of those right. people that says wrestling is totally fake because like there are aspects <laughs> to it. Right. But uh, yeah. I, you know, a lot of wrestlers, you know, they do go into acting, and I think The Rock yeah. paved, paved the way for that too. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think it would be interesting to see her play that character. Yeah, and Disney owns. Dragon, the rights to Dragon Ball Z. So, I mean, it, I see it can be a possibility, especially with the fan base that Dragon Ball has. I mean, mm-hmm. the first Dragon Ball movie did not do so well, but yeah. we have we have better technology now. I, I might have to <laughs> censor myself if I say the name of that movie that came out. Because um, <laughs> nobody t- wants to There's talk about it anymore. There's a fan-made yeah. Dragon Ball Z thing. I think it's Light of Hope. The one about future trunks and stuff? That would be cool. I think so. Light of Hope, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it ever got done. I might need to go back and see if I think it, it was a short film. Oh, that's Full cool. movie. Maybe they actually did finish it out. There was another um, recent one that just came out a couple months ago, too, that I've been meaning to watch. I forget what it was, though. Light of Hope was really, really good uh, for a web series. I mean, it's definitely sure. a web show. Yeah. Um, but I think that if they kind of stuck to the script a little bit better, I think that was the biggest thing with Dragon Ball Evolution was it was so not what Dragon Ball's about. Yes. Oh, and then okay. like, and they tried to cram all of Dragon Ball into one movie. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, we were talking um, off the podcast about whitewashing. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a really good example of that too. Uh, definitely like this white kid playing Goku. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and then he was kind of like kid Goku. But he was like teen, in high school, it yeah, was weird. Yeah, Teen Goku, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that it, show was, thankfully. That bad. So. Well, because, yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. The guy who played, I forget his name, but the guy who played Spike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer played Piccolo, and it was bad. Like, what? special effects were bad. Oh, man, it was. Yeah. I'm sorry, he yeah. wasn't even it's good weird, in though, Buffy. Because, like, even the fighting wasn't very anime, and mm. it, I was like, well, maybe they just couldn't do it. But then we watched Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and Man of Steel has the best Dragon Ball <laughs> Z fighting I've it ever does. seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's super fast-paced, like just yep. zooming everywhere. I was like, whoa, this is great. This is exactly what Dragon Ball would be. They could do uh, it. And Light of the Hope does that, too. It's very like quick shots, and it's like slow-motion punch, and then fast zooms of special effects stuff. That okay. I, um, I would say that arc not necessarily the arc but that whole like flashback and like that whole thing about trunks i think that would make a fascinating movie because it's a very small piece of that world so i think they'd be really cool yeah definitely we'll see it's like i said it's just rumors and but you know when people start talking 
people get ideas. So. Well, it's like we talked about Brie Larson last week about wanting right. to play well, in a Metroid movie. Yeah, so, so this is that, basically. Yeah. She's Just campaigning. Else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of adaptations, um, the Netflix <laughs> movie adaptation of Mark Millar's Reborn comic got a writer officially this week. So, Beck Smith is a female writer. Um, right now, she's working on a untitled uh, Into the Spider-Verse spinoff. I didn't hmm. really know that was a thing, but that sounds interesting, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think they said there was supposed to be one at some okay. point. Yeah, so she's writing it. She's also connected to another comic book. <laughs> it's DC Vertigo of 100 Bullets, which I'm kind of excited Ooh. about because I didn't realize anybody knew that comic was a thing. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, so I'm kind of excited. So, Reborn is a is um like I said, a Mark Millar comic. Uh, Netflix has all the rights to his comics. So, Old Guard is another Mark Millar comic. That um, surprised me when you told us that uh, yeah. before the podcast because I'm like, okay, it totally could be a comic, but I didn't think it was yeah. actually based off one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's I haven't read it, so I, again, I haven't seen or read Old Guard, but it is huge right now. And the comic book since the movie came out, the comic book prices have skyrocketed, like all mm. the old ones and number ones and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, so Reborn is a comic about a woman. She's like old and dying in a hospital, and then I don't want to spoil anything because it's got, it's such a fantastic story. Um, but some stuff happens and. Um, she passes away and then wakes up in the future as her younger self um, and her her father and her childhood dog are kind of like waiting for her and so she's in this like sci-fi futuristic future kind of thing it's it's really cool it's it's Greg Capullo the, is the artist and he is he's like one of my top five favorite artists his stuff is so cool looking um, and uh, so she figures out that her husband was murdered a few decades before and so they go on the hunt to find out what happened and try and find him um it's it's a really neat story i'm really excited to see it come to the silver screen because it's one of those um that i think will do really well it's gonna it's gonna be a really cool adaptation there's a like i said there's a lot of potential for the futuristic stuff to be really cool or for it to bomb. <laughs> but given how Old Guard has done, you know, how, how well mm-hmm. it's, it's been received, I'm really hopeful that, that Netflix will also do do Reborn justice. <laughs> Sounds like a so, cooler version of American Pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, wonder what it it Pickle like. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think um, it's... it's from what I what I understand of it, it's been a few months since I've read it. It's it's like a reincarnation, but but you reincarnate as yourself in the future. It's see, it's just weird. It's hard to sci-fi explain, but stuff. it's so cool. Yeah, it's all that sci-fi cool. weirdness. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm excited. I'm excited they got a writer. I like the fact that they got um, they have Chris McKay as the director who did Lego Batman. Ooh, so yeah. hopeful for that. Love Lego Batman. Yeah, and they got a female writer and um, Sandra Bullock's production company. Like Sandra Bullock herself is is pushing for this to get done, huh. which I thought was kind of strange. I don't really know why she's or how she's connected to it, but I Netflix, mean, more power to her. Yeah, I guess. Bird Maybe, Box. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be Netflix, but it is her production company, and she's kind of like, huh. you know, yeah. 
And it's nice to know that um, Mark Millar and Greg Capullo are both executive producers on it, too. So I Ooh. know that they'll be watching it closely and make sure it gets done right. <laughs> so Sandra Bullock starring in this movie? No. Uh-uh. Oh. That's what I thought was weird, yeah. At okay. least right now. It has, she hasn't been announced as that now. She's just producing it. Being okay. Like, yeah. So that's kind of cool. I didn't know she was into that, so. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So a bonus that we didn't want to miss is Mulan coming to Disney yeah. Plus. <laughs> coming to Disney Crazy Plus. Crazy news, but September it happened like right after the podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. like the morning after we recorded and the internet yeah. exploded. Like, yep. everything was on fire. <laughs> Um, I had a lot of friends who were super excited until I brought up the $30 yeah. price point. Yeah, I so, don't get that either. I just don't get it. If you're already subscribed to Disney Plus, like, why $30? So here's why, here's the thing that I've heard from a lot of people that, that tells me it's it's worth it is, uh, so you look at, like, it does suck because you lose it when you lose your subscription. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think of a lot of, a lot of people with families, it easily costs probably three times that or twice that when you go to a theater and bring your kids and sure. buy everyone buy snacks and stuff and not on tuesday discount day well yeah not everybody has that unlike our two like your theater or my theater you know like yeah. um so i would say in in the long run i think it's i think it would be worth it for like sure. families or let's say a group of people you know be like hey like let's watch the, you know well actually you're not even yeah, supposed to be gathering right now um, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's under 10 people, I guess. Um, you know, everybody pitch in like five bucks, be like, hey, like, let's all watch Milan, you know, like, or something, you know, like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. but I, for families, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, yeah. But, but it's still, it's still kind of, kind of sketchy because weren't we just talking about that deal that AMC and Universal were doing? And yeah. they were waiting to see what Disney was going to do. And Disney's <laughs> like, nope, we're going to just do that on our platform. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, they've already, I don't know, they've already got a platform and they've already got a massive fan base. I can understand why they'd be apprehensive to do something with AMC. What's dirty is, I think the the dirty part uh, for me is that it's locked by their subscription. Right. Like if you just did it on demand or something like Amazon or all the other video services like other people are doing, then that's cool. But... I think it's just kind of dirty to lock yeah, it I feel like your if sub. I'm paying 30 bucks for it, I'm going to own it. It's going to be on my system whether right. I have Disney or not. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like that's that's more than a price for a Blu-ray. Blu-rays are 25. Mm-hmm. And it should be discounted if you like it should be $30 to own it. If you don't have Disney Plus and if you have Disney Plus, it should be like a discounted version of that. Yes. Yeah. To have it on Then like they're going to put it on the platform f- for everybody else at some point anyway. Exactly. Right. Like I'm just gonna wait for that <laughs> or Redbox. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I understand that Disney's taken a loss for the first time in like 20 years. I saw that the other day, and and that sucks. But that's they're a multi million billion dollar company. I feel like they can afford yeah, to sell not... a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a gimmick. It feels it feels very ch- cheap to your fans. Like a cheap. Yeah. I don't know if people would be pleased if I actually spent the thirty dollars to talk about it on the podcast, but I'm like I'm going to for content, you know. I'm like people are gonna want to know if it's good or not, so I'm just like, 
it's one of those things where like you know doing doing what i do i'm like oh yeah. i didn't want to check this thing out initially but i'm going to because i know i can talk about it and we have listeners that want to hear about it so yeah I'll, definitely. i'll be paying the 30 dollars. it's that's a huge <laughs> hit though but i understand why but i'm just like whatever for content you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> cool yeah. Mm-hmm. that's movie news well we'll get into tv i watched a couple things yeah. I watched Seven Deadly Sins, season five, I think it is now. Yeah, it just came wow. out, right? Which is so weird, because one of those seasons isn't a real season. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's been five seasons. Uh, but it's, uh, if you like the show, which is an anime, uh, very, uh, a bit mature, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Annoyingly pervy. Meliodas yeah. straight up seasons. like womanizer. <laughs> yeah, obnoxiously pervy, so kind yeah, of aware yeah. of that. Uh, a lot of fan service, but I really, really like the characters. I think it's some of the best voice acting in anime I've seen in a long time. Sure. Uh, Bryce Pappenbrook, who plays uh, Meliodas, the main character, and then I can't remember the guy's name that plays Bond. Um, they've got this like chemistry on on. It's just your voice. It's crazy because like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the anime is going to be the same either way. But they work so well together uh, that I, I just really appreciate that a ton. I hope they do more together because. Their back and forths are just perfect. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you like this anime and you're wanting more, you got through season four, was it? Whatever the last season was that was really weird. Um, <laughs> it was good, but it was like, it was strange. Uh, this season dives really deep into kind of the lore Ooh. of the show. Uh, so they're going back in time a little bit and kind of explaining who Meliodas is a little bit more. Uh, and that has been really, really interesting. Um, so if you kind of want to know dive deeper into that world this season is doing that so far that show is very one piece like where the characters are so like crazy and out there yeah yeah, yeah. super overpowered mm. uh it's always so much fun although they're starting to fight things a little more their level lately uh that first season it was literally just like whatever was thrown at them they could destroy yeah <laughs> it was a lot of fun to watch for me at least yeah that's all i've they seen they join so like far. a tournament and then just have fun at the tournament, messing mm-hmm. with people. Um, cool. But yeah, I really, really like that show, specifically because of Bryce Pappenbrook. He's one of my favorite voice actors. Uh, and then I watched Umbrella Academy. I stuck to Netflix. Woo-hoo! Nice. And I haven't watched any of it before, so I'm not on season two yet. I'm seven episodes into the first season. Um, I think Klaus is the obvious winner for, for best character, but I really like five, two, a lot. Yeah. I think five is a fan favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's cool. I I seen things about Klaus like even on uh, like Facebook communities, Facebook groups that were like, "Who's your favorite character and why is it Klaus?" Oh <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, he is pretty great. Uh, but the actor for five, I don't want to give anything away, but he does he, he plays his part so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really acts like who he's supposed to act like, and like it's so cool to see this this kid do that. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going to be a big actor growing up, I think. He's older. Because he completely takes me out. Of, he's good. Yeah, I definitely don't see him as, as the uh, kid that he actually is. Yeah. Mm. He's cool. Uh, so I'll watch more. I'll probably finish it in the next few days. Yeah. I'm on it. I said took a back seat. I can't remember his name, and I hate that I can't, but I really like the monkey. <laughs> 
Oh, Pogo. Pogo, Pogo. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And they did a really good job like animating him, I thought. Yeah, he I looks mean, really good. He's clearly mm-hmm. a CGI monkey, but like he's he's really cool and I love the voice. I don't know I'm who does it. I'm suspicious about but... Pogo. Are you? Yeah. I'm he's not giving say me anything. vibes. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Though everyone's giving me vibes and I never know. <laughs> that's how I'm it's written like, though. Yeah, it's Yeah, awesome. I'm like everyone's probably bad. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're kind of like, it's kind of like characters you know you should hate but you love kind of mm-hmm. like kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. I also should mention I, I very much expected that the music selection would be a little bit quirky mm-hmm. uh, with the show and with it being Gerard Way mm-hmm. uh, from My Own Chemical Romance, and it is, and I love the music. It's uh, great. Yeah, very. Five does that first fight scene, and it's in this really goofy song playing while yeah. he's fighting. And I was like, <laughs> this is great. This is I what loved I wanted. It. <laughs> I should rewatch yeah, I it. I only watched like an episode or two. Oh, I've seen the whole Super first season. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't started the second season yet, though. So, boo. So, I've got a few more a few more episodes, and I'll be there. And then I'll probably go back to Seven Daily Sins because I need to finish that. Let um, me know when you finish it because I want to talk about it. I want to know what you think. Cool. It'll probably be in the next couple of days. Okay. By uh, <laughs> when? The end of Wednesday. <laughs> By the time this podcast goes up. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so go ahead, Serena. Uh, yeah, so Stargirl season finale was tonight, Ooh. and it Ooh. was excellent. I mean, the show, the whole season has been really, really good. Um, and the last, so the last two episodes, I'm not going to spoil because obviously it just came out tonight. But uh, the last two episodes were a two-parter, basically leading up to the to the season finale. Um, there were so many. Easter eggs and hints and character drops and all this stuff um, leading up into the second season. And I am just, I am so excited for it. Um, of course, you know, with superhero things, you know, there's there's always a, a climax of a huge fight, you know. And then you hope the good guys win and you don't know if they're going to. And it was really well done. It's It's been a fun show. <clears throat> it's been a fun show the whole way through. But I feel like... A lot of the characters kind of came into their own with these last two episodes. There was That's a lot cool. of like realization and a lot of growth and stuff. So it's really good. It's it's been a lot of fun. We were on the last episode of Doom Patrol, which was also the season finale, which came out last week. But I'm not brave enough to watch it yet because the second to last episode was very emotional. <laughs> I need to start so... watching that show too. <laughs> it was so emotional. It's so good. But yeah, that's all I've got for TV. We've been rewatching Thirty Rock, which is pretty funny. Nice. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. I just that Thirty Rock, The Office, Parks and Rec. Like I just love those kind of shows. <laughs> so I've, we've been... I always like to have a side comedy show because like, mm-hmm. like there's like the serious shows like kind of like you're just talking about like you know Umbrella Academy, Star Girl, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to have a serious show. Then I like to have a fun, goofy show. Like so, it'll be like Brooklyn Nine Nine when that comes on, or. Yes. Um, like the Goldbergs and stuff like that. Right now, I've been watching Superstore. I don't talk about that oh, every week. <laughs> but Superstore is pretty hilarious. But I love Superstore, yeah. Mm-hmm. Glenn is like my absolute favorite character. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. I'm he's glad so I have somebody sweet. else to talk about it. Because like every time I'm like, have you watched Superstore? People go, no, I don't know what that is. It's so cute. It's such a uh, fun show, too. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I can't walk into a Walmart and not think of that show now, though. I know. <laughs> I do love that show. Mm-hmm. All right. LJ, what are you what are you watching? Oh yeah, so I watched 
uh, Harley Quinn. I'm almost done with the... So this is an animated show. I'm almost done with the first season. I'm on, like, episode 11 now, I think, or 10 or something. Yeah, I think oh, wow. there's okay. yeah. 12, I think. Huh? I think there's only 12 or 14 Okay, 12 or 13, season, whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, in a season. Yeah, so close. I really like that show. It's so funny. Like, it's like mm-hmm. you were saying before, Cody. Like, it's so vulgar and, like, and like mm-hmm. just gory. And it's just, like, ridiculous. But there's just a charm to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's, like, it's the characters. Because almost like you are talking about with Umbrella Academy. It's like, these are villains. I'm supposed to hate them. But they're <laughs> hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite ones is, like, two of my favorite characters are, like, uh, Clayface and then uh, King Shark is, is King a really Shark. funny character. Um, the ones I really like, you don't get to see very often, is is Gordon because he's yeah. just like to- this total, like this sad sack of like a human being that just like doesn't get any sleep. <laughs> and then uh, Robin is hilarious, uh, Damien. Yeah. Father. Yeah, you don't, you'll get more of Gordon. Yes, yeah. you do get a, a little bit of him. Yeah, so Robin was hilarious. I'm a sweet potato pie. Yes, I liked so I was like, oh, but it was just so funny. Oh gosh, like, the way he yeah. acts like him and Batman are like best buds, or like, like this broken relationship, <laughs> and he's like, but I thought you loved me, and Batman's like, we're workmates, we work together, we're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like so good. The one I liked was. Uh, when uh, Jim Gor- when Gordon uh, was befriending Clayface's hand, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh ridiculous. There's oh so goodness. many funny lines too, and it's just like you forget like what the universe really is because it's just so like out mm-hmm. there, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. they just put a funny spin on on villains. Like even Ivy is a fun character because she's mm-hmm. like probably the most sane character out of like everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um kite man yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah kite man yeah there's yeah. like they're all... a villain i'm an activist <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah i just don't i love it to, i just don't know how to explain it it's just got a really good charm to it and then i think it's also oddly got a positive message kind of yeah. like yeah. i look at it kind of like as like the birds of prey movie like it has this underlying mm-hmm. message that like you don't expect from something that's supposed to be crude you know, mm-hmm. and like in your face about a lot of stuff, and yeah, uh, and you see looks at the abusive relationship. Yes, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you see that, and you see her struggle with that. It's got a very mental health, psychological thing going mm-hmm. on too. Like, yeah, it's it's really good. The coolest nod, I think, too. Um, not the coolest. One of the really cool nods is the fact that her accent is fake, but she still does the Brooklyn accent mm-hmm. when she's in front of certain people. Oh, really? I didn't catch that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so when she's like in front of the Joker, she gets real Brooklyn. And then with her parents, uh, she does it too. Yep. And it's like, because when you see the commercials and stuff, I was like, oh, she's just not doing a Brooklyn accent. That's fine, I guess. But it was kind of her true self. She Mm -hmm. gets to be herself, and therefore she doesn't have to like do this crazy voice that um, she's apparently faked ever since she started dating the Joker to appease Mm him. Yeah, yeah. And did y'all catch cool. Alan Tudyk is the voice of the Joker? Yes. So that that dude does so much stuff. Oh, he's like... so versatile. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's kind of funny in Doom Patrol season two, and it's not a spoiler, uh, is he plays Mister Nobody in Doom oh, yeah, Patrol. Yeah. 
and there's a little just a tiny just thrown in there joke in season two of doom patrol where he's talking about i know you haven't seen me in this in this season very much i know you missed me but i've been working on other things because he's, <laughs> he's been in harley quinn and it was just so cute and i didn't catch it at first and Peyton was like you know that's because he's in harley quinn and i went wait a minute you know like, <laughs> yeah. it just, he's also clayface i think i think he does clayface he might be too. yeah but i just thought oh, I that was kind of funny okay. yeah it was one of those little like Cool. I don't know. One of my I favorite Alan Tudyk roles in DC is um, he uh, he does Green Arrow in other animated stuff, but mm-hmm. he also reprises his role in Injustice too, and okay. he plays Green Arrow really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Harley Quinn though. I I probably like that show way more than I should. Like in a lot of ways. <laughs> you thought you would. Yeah. Well, I told you. Not even more than I it. thought I would, but it's just like. For the listeners, very rated R. Yeah, and, very, very yes. And yeah. so that's and that's why I that's why I say like I like that show way more than I should because it's almost the equivalent of watching like Family Guy or South Park or right. something like that. Way funnier. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's a more wholesome <laughs> message, surprisingly. Yeah. 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 If, you, if if you're okay with watching that stuff and it's not gonna cause you to stumble and it's just like if you can mm-hmm. handle that stuff, it's worth a watch. Yeah. yeah. So. That's all I got. <laughs> cool. We'll get into the TV news. Uh, we're talking about DC, so we might as well start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Titans, DC Universe's Titans, and DC Universe's Harley Quinn. And on their Twitter handles, they are now changing that to DC's Titans and DC's Harley Quinn. Uh, there's a few other ones, too, I think, that are doing it. Mm-hmm. But basically, it kind of is just another nod uh, on top of everything else that DC Universe is probably not going to be around for much longer yeah we haven't got a confirmation about that yet um, but we we're talking about dc fandom coming i'm calling out. it now yeah i called it before I think the podcast we'll see something there. we're gonna they're gonna drop the hammer on it's dc time. universe Which, i'm I mean, hoping i'm okay with yeah i'm yeah. hoping that when they do it it's gonna be very much like a we're getting rid of dc universe this is what we have planned and then right. they're like Showing that they're putting more money towards these shows right. through HBO Max. Or, like we That's talked about it before, keep the comic part on the DC Universe app if they still want to do the comic stuff. Yes. Yeah. Because that's, well, that's, that's the biggest thing, thing is that if they're trying to get away from paper comics, they have to give us something, some right. way to see them. <laughs> we have to read them. <laughs> yeah, because I saw yeah. the new Injustice comic that's coming out, which is like a prequel to the games. That's mm-hmm. coming to digital first yep. before it comes to print. A lot, like, of, a lot of them are starting to do that, yeah. I think the black label's not. The black label's okay. the stuff that I'm really into, but so that's not going to... But there are a lot of new comics, like a new new storylines they're doing that's going digital first. It's like a that's slap so in weird. the face to comic book shops. <laughs> right. That's crazy. So we'll see if DC Universe completely goes away or if it'll just be the media side. We'll see what happens. Um, I think we'll know more from DC fandom. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, and then, speaking of removing stuff, Disney is they, they acquired Fox a while back. We already knew that. Uh, they have been slowly and quietly getting rid of the Fox name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably haven't noticed, but Fox Studios, 20th Century Fox, is now just 20th Century Studios. Yep. Uh, and then starting like today or uh, Monday for the listeners, uh, 20th Century, no, Fox Television will now be Touchstone studios or touchstone television and touchstone is actually an old disney property it used to be an old channel 
uh, like 10 years ago. It used to be an old um, movie uh, distributor, I think. Mm. Okay. Because some movies back in the day had touchstone pictures. Yeah, I still remember the light going across. The little circle thing. The bolt. Yep. It's like burned into my memory. (laughs) (laughs) So it's weird. Sad. Fox will be no more. Uh, But it kind of makes sense. I mean, they bought Fox. Right. We didn't know if they would keep it or not. Uh, I kind of figured they would. I figured it would just be Disney owns Fox now and the Fox remains. Uh, But that doesn't really make sense. Sounds like they weren't a fan of the Fox dens and Ghost of Tsushima then. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Uh, Yeah. Crazy. End of an era. Yeah. Uh, And then we'll go, we're going to circle back to HBO Max for something totally different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ridley Scott has been working on a show for a while now. It's uh, really high budget. It's supposed to be uh, one of his biggest projects yet, and that is Raised by Wolves. That trailer was a trip. Yeah, it yeah. looks so neat, though. Trailer released. And that is definitely a Ridley Scott project. You could tell his brain just vomited all over that thing. Yeah, I have no it looks idea like Ridley Scott so much that if aliens just showed up, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. Well, that's fine. Uh, and it has Travis Fimmel. Who is the? Uh, he's Ragnar mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. Ragna in uh, Vikings, Vikings, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, he has been Ragna for a while, but spoilers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited about that too. He's not in a lot. He doesn't like acting, which is odd. I've That's read this odd. somewhere else. <laughs> I read this somewhere that he doesn't like acting. Uh, he owns a farm, and he prefers to farm. But when he needs a little extra money, he will act because he's good at it. I think <laughs> he was even in Warcraft, wasn't he? In Warcraft? Heard. Yeah. The movie? That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. He doesn't like being famous. <laughs> That's cool. That's very <laughs> humble, I think, though. He's like, yeah. nah, like, I'll just, yeah. take, I'll just take the farm, you know? Like, Right. I, I need a I new like tractor. That. Better go do another season of Vikings. <laughs> I love it. That's so interesting. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine just be so good at acting that you're like, oh, I guess I'll go apply. I'll I go guess. audition a few places, see what I can yeah. get. Yeah. Call my agent. That's, that's yeah, crazy. exactly. Like, yo, I need some more money. What you got? <laughs> well, he's farming got? in Australia, so I can't imagine it's a very um, profitable farm. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. imagine farming much out there in the dry desert would be. Super easy to do. I don't know. Giant spiders be eating your crops. Yeah. I don't know anything about Australia. Yeah, I was going to say before. I was, <laughs> there was something I was going to say, but I'm like, nope. nope. I'm like, I just better not because that'll sound terrible just because I don't know anything about Australia. <laughs> it, I don't even know it what he was, farms. It was, be... was going to be a kangaroo comment, and I'm just like, no, no, don't touch that. <laughs> they make kangaroo burger. I don't know. Whoa. You can eat kangaroo. Yeah. No, my idea. My thing is, he's gonna watch out by getting, you know, punched by a kangaroo. Oh yeah, them things. I don't know. This truck, a food truck in Denver. I'm always side side sidetracking, and it was called Barbed Wire. I only found it once, and I can never find it again. Um, I probably didn't look very hard, but (laughs) they sold all sorts of different exotic types of exotic burgers mm. i'm trying to think i think i had camel wow yeah and then it was it might have been kangaroo i might have had the kangaroo 
Um, that's and then for the bacon, it was wild boar bacon, mm, and then I've had the that. cheese good. was from something weird. Uh, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, there's Can't something that I... sounds like there could be something unethical about that, but I don't know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> it just feels I think weird. I had kangaroo, and it tastes like it tastes like a burger, but it was like this cardboard texture. Oh. What kind of what kind together. of what kind of cheese did they have on it? Because if it, if I can't it, remember. If it was Colby, they could have called it the Kangaroo Jack. Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> the cheese and the that's bacon good. were like add-ons. So you would get this weird cheese. Oh, okay. Probably goat cheese. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, the or it might have been like I don't remember. It's okay. I'm making stuff up now. I know, like, maybe it was <laughs> buffalo cheese. Uh, <laughs> Unicorn cheese. <laughs> I know that the bacon was from wild boar. That's cool. Uh, yeah. It was okay. It was weird. They had rattlesnake hot dogs, and I wish I would have gone with one of those. Yep. Never had that either. That, yeah. I don't know Very about that. <laughs> I would have tried all of it. I love trying new things. Uh, it all sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> Anyways. I Raised by Wolves trailer. <laughs> Futuristic sci-fi thing. There is an alien that is, from what we're seeing, I think the world is destroyed and aliens come down and are like, we're going to teach you how to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, then not Ragna is like, <laughs> not Ragna. Um, she's the bad guy. I don't trust her. And uh, that's the trailer. Yeah. I don't you don't have to watch it anymore. You're welcome. You should go watch it though, because mm-hmm. I describe things terribly. That is that that trailer is just a trip. Like I yeah, I watch it. Yeah, if you like Ridley Scott, you'll like the trailer at the very least. Mm-hmm. You won't have any idea what it's gonna be about, but it's worth watching because <laughs> I watched it and watched it again and was like, I still don't know what this is about. <laughs> but in a It'll good way. It'll come out September third too. I should mention that. Oh, there's so awesome. much that weekend. Raised by wolves. <laughs> Gosh, everything's been delayed. Everything's had to wait. Well, and yeah. it's on HBO Max, which means I'll watch it. But there's that. There's that September third. There's Avengers and Tony Hawk coming out September fourth, and Mulan coming out September fourth. You're gonna make a character in Tony Hawk play that first ring and be done with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna see if you can still do the <laughs> cool like Ollie thing that he does, and then you're gonna put the game down. <laughs> you're like cool. There's just I so can still... much. <laughs> I think nostalgia is going to play into that a lot more than anything else. Like the kids that grew up playing it. Like my mm-hmm. Aunt Angie is probably going to get that game. She's had every Tony Hawk game he's ever made. <laughs> and she's played through every single one. I just don't. They're all the same. <laughs> There's just so much, though. That weekend is, is my favorite. That weekend is brutal. Yep. Yeah. All right. We will. Well, are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? No, not really. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. More comic book stuff, of course. So uh, so DC's got this thing going on right now. It's been going on for a few months, um, maybe almost a year, called Black Label. It's where they oh, take yeah. some of their characters and they throw them into different situations, different like kind of darker situations. So the Jokers had one, uh, or several, really. Um, Harley... Uh, Wonder Woman, The Question, and Constantine's going to have one later this year I'm really excited about. So the one I'm reading right now is Wonder Woman Dead Earth. So Wonder Woman, you know, she's an Amazon, and this backstory is the same where she's molded from clay. Um, Hippolyta makes her from clay and breathes life into her. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but, like, it's it's incredible. So 
it starts off uh, with this little group of kids hunting through a forest, and it looks like the Earth has just been decimated, like atomic bombs, a huge apocalypse. atomic war, apocalypse. Yeah, it's very apocalyptic. Not apocalypse the location, but apocalypse. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, not the location. It's still Earth, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so she she just kind of appears, and she doesn't really quite remember how she got there. And she's immortal. So, I mean, it's been centuries that she's been, you know, buried uh, apparently in the Batcave, um, just kind of hiding, I guess. But she didn't hmm. – I, I, I don't really know. I, I haven't read so much to where she's figured out where her memories are gone. I'm only in the second book right now. But there's three out right now. The fourth one comes out, I think – uh, this month or next? Uh, I'm hoping it's this month because he's—it's amazing. Um, she talks about why she loves humans and why she protects them and defends them. Um, she finds a group, kind of helps take over, and then takes them, tries to take them to Themyscira, and some scary stuff goes down. And you just—these books are just full of twists, and they're so good. It's so—I've not read so much Wonder Woman. That sounds cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. really cool, and it's it's a side story. It's not like you right. know, and that's the whole point of the black label. Is it's just like a what if? Have, yeah, have these what if you know one off scenario kind of things. They're very short. Like the Dead Earth is only four issues. I think the question is only four or five issues. So they're very short. They're cool. bigger books, so they're they're a bit more expensive because they're they're taller, they're bigger, and they're fuller. So they've got a little more to them. Um, but Daniel Warren Johnson is writing this and he is, he is quickly becoming a favorite of mine. He's, his pacing in his stories, like I flip a page and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> was not expecting the story to go there. You know, it's, it's real good. So I am super geeking out over the Black Label stuff right now. Cool. But yeah. That's cool. all I got. All right. Well, that's all we're geeking out about this week. El, uh, Serena, where can they find you at? <laughs> On Instagram at bondgirl1304. And LJ? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ. And uh, I'm starting the Injustice games this week because I finished mm-hmm. Portal 2 last week. Yep. So, yeah. Nice. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Peace. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.